Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go to the hotline right now to talk some MLB. He is with the um, uh, MLB channel on Sirius XM. Jim Memolo joining me right now on CBS Sports Radio. Jim, it's great to have you on the show. The Mookie Betts trade goes through. I guess give a report card for the, the two prominent teams involved in this one, the Dodgers and the Red Sox. How would you grade each team in this trade? I think the I think the Dodgers made out very well in this. They didn't make out as well as they could have with the original deal. And I have been, I don't know, semi-joking to being semi-serious. Andrew Friedman doesn't give up anything he really wants to give up in a deal. And I remember during the week when this deal looked like it was official via the first version of it, uh, my co-host, said to me, do you want to apologize to Andrew Friedman? Because what I say all the time is I keep hearing all these reports about the Dodgers being close to Garrett Cole and Anthony Rendon, and they never, they never land anybody. Well, they never land anybody because they're not really interested in spending the money or spending the prospects in the trade. And I refuse to apologize for Andrew Friedman this time around because he still didn't really give up anything that he really didn't want to give up. So he got the guy he wanted. He got a pitcher that he needs in that rotation anyway, and there's nobody going back to Boston that he's going to lose any sleep over. So i got to give him an A because uh, he, got, he got an Andrew Friedman deal done. And for the Red Sox, listen, nobody in Boston is going to be really happy about what they got in this Mookie Betts deal because they didn't get any top-line prospects. But they got what they had to get, which was – an outfielder who they'll have six years of control of, who will be pretty good but won't be Mookie Betts. And they got out from under $50 million in salary. And while the average fan in Boston doesn't give a, a, a damn about that, that's what the Red Sox had to do with this Mookie Betts deal. And he wasn't coming back anyway. I give them a, a B- minus at best. How strange is it? I think you just alluded to it, Jim, but I mean, how strange is it to see the the Red Sox involved in a move where they're the team that's looking to kind of cut costs like a, you know, like a more of a middle market or a small market team would be doing? There's no such thing as the word strange with the Red Sox. That's like a redundancy. (laughs) There's like nothing that happens with the Red Sox is easy or small. It's always a big deal. It's always, you, you win a World Series, you hire a GM who goes out and spends a gazillion dollars to win a World Series, and then you fire him the next year before the season's even out to go hire a guy who's basically coming in to cut payroll for you. The elevator goes up, the elevator goes down, the Red Sox, you know, they've won four World Series this century, so it's hard to argue with it, and yet and still, Red Sox fans are still not completely happy, and in a way, I don't blame them, because they, they kind of traded their version of Derek Jeter. Yeah, what is the gap right now in your mind between the the Yankees, who obviously made the biggest move of the offseason in signing Garrett Cole? What's the gap right now between those two teams in your mind? On paper, the easy answer is there's a wide gap. The, The Red Sox did not make this deal because they were out to win the American League East. Now, that does not mean that they won't be a competitive team, and if something goes horribly wrong with the Yankees, they've already lost James Paxton for a couple of months, 
maybe they can push it a little bit. But generally speaking, the Red Sox, and this is the most annoying part for Red Sox fans, the Red Sox are not in it to win it in 2020. They're just not so bad that you could dismiss them. But the gap right now on paper is still pretty noticeable. Jim Memolo of SiriusXM's MLB channel joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Um, what do you think? We I'll get to the Astros in a second, Jim, but we expect the punishments to come down for the Red Sox here uh, imminently sometime in the next several days. Um, what do you think the punishments are going to be for the, the Boston Red Sox for their role in, in sign stealing in baseball? Rob Manfred has already said that none of the players are going to be punished, which means he probably cut a deal with all of them to get information on this the way he cut a deal with the Astros players. Apparently nobody, nobody in America outside of Astros fans is real happy with that either. I've been hearing a lot of that over the last week. I heard, heard it earlier today as well on MLB Network Radio. So um, and it's the same thing will happen with the Red Sox. But the reports indicate that what the Red Sox did wasn't really as close to what the Astros did. And so, yeah, there was something shady going on. And there was something shady maybe going on with the same guy managing the team that was the bench coach for the Astros when they were pulling off their stunt. So there's something noticeable there, but it probably is, A, not to the degree of the Astros, and, and, and B, we might all be worn down by the Astros. Baseball's got to be really careful with this because we're going to go into 2020 with a villain to root against, and that's the Astros. And that's convenient for everybody. Hey, the Astros are bad guys. Let's root against them. Let's boot them, whatever. But, you know, once one team does it, they're the villains. When a second team does it, now it starts to feel like a trend in baseball, and that is the last thing baseball wants. Yeah, that's and I'm talking to Jim Memolo of uh, Sirius XM MLB. I, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, there's a lot of players – that have been speaking up, speaking out about the Astros. You know, Mike Clevenger does a podcast, and Trevor Bauer does his thing on social media, and there's plenty of a Cody Bellinger with the Dodgers. And those are just a few that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. I'm sure there will be plenty more once these, you know, the media and and the players are going to be intersecting here very, very soon for pitchers and catchers in spring training. So there will be plenty of players speaking out on this whole thing. How slippery a slope is it for guys to be speaking out on this, do you think, right now, knowing that it's, it's, it's for sure, I'm guessing, not just two teams that have been doing this kind of thing? Well, it's one thing if you're stealing signs on the field, and I, I've suspected a couple of teams are doing at least a couple of teams are doing that, and that, that's kind of within the bounds, literally and figuratively. The electronic thing, I mean, that, that's out of bounds and has always been out of bounds, but baseball has a history of sign stealing off the field to play in the, in the past. One of the most historical moments in baseball is the, shirt, the shot heard around the world by Bobby Thompson against Ralph Branca, and you yeah. find out four decades later that the Giants were stealing signs from the Dodgers when Bobby Thompson hit that home run. So there is a history to this. But I hear fans talk about how, well, you know, this goes on all over the place. Mostly it's Astros fans who are trying to deflect the guilt of their own team, but some other fans suggest it too. My response to that is, if, if this was really as prominent in baseball as some people suggest, a lot of these guys would be a little bit more diplomatic than they are. You'd hear a lot of, yeah, man, that wasn't cool, and we don't like it, and it's really should, something should be done about it, and then they shrug it off. But, man, these guys are out for blood, and I can't imagine that they are so hypocritical 
that they're this angry while having their own issues. Mm. Jim Memolo of uh, SiriusXM MLB joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Did you get a chance to watch A.J. Hinch's interview with uh, with uh, Tom Berducci? And if so, what did you think of A.J. Hinch's performance in that interview? I heard most of it. I didn't see the whole thing. I heard the uh, the, the big, maybe the most important parts of it. Uh, A.J. Hinch, like every other person associated with the story with the Astros, didn't completely own what went on. However, he's the one who seemed the most genuine in his regret by a mile, by the way. But let, let me correct that. He's the only one I've heard from the Astros who showed any regret with what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually was kind of sympathetic to what he said. The problem with it, he, uh, so this is, this is the, the picture he painted. He's a manager who was afraid to lose his team by telling him to stop and also afraid to lose. Think about it. If you're a manager and you tell your team to knock it off with the sign stealing and you don't win the World Series, you've lost that team. You've alienated that entire team because this is a culture that says, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Mm-hmm. So then some people suggest, well, why didn't he go to the GM? Because probably the GM, of course, knew about it and said, you know what, don't come to me. I, I, they're licensed through me to actually do this. Now, Jeff Luno has denied that, to be, to be fair about it. But it sounds like a guy who was caught in the middle who didn't have the strength to draw a line in the sand. And it's easy for most of us on the outside looking in to say, you know what, you should have stood up. But who's walking away from a team that's going to win the World Series? Your career is over at that point. And it might be anyway, but I understood he was in a difficult spot. What was interesting about the A.J. Hinch conversation is when asked about whether or not maybe something was going on in 2019, he never used the word no. Yeah, it is interesting. Jim Memolo, MLB, Sirius XM, uh, Sirius XM's MLB channel, uh, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Jim, really appreciate the time and the insight. Um, We'll do it again soon. Thanks. A pleasure, man. Anytime. All right, appreciate that. That was good stuff. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.